two and welcome y'all to conversations with dean i am dean and i am joined here by a motherfucking special guest listen here you may call him a motherfucking super saiyan his parents call him the motherfucking steve you address him as such listen you can find him on the social media machine on the instagram at steve O'Ruffin. he also has a uh, at boneyard company and boneyard barbell club we're going to be getting into all that today steve yes sir. appreciate you big dog Thank Excuse you. me, not even Super Saiyan. We shouldn't say Super Saiyan. I'm sorry. Majin Buu, Steve. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad, Majin Buu. I, my bad. We forgot. We ain't. I forgot. You ain't friendly on these parts. And I fuck with that. Right. And that led us into a conversation. Because we were having a conversation before, you know, right in pre-production, shooting the shit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then we were talking about our, we both have a love for guns. Yes. Now, talk to me. What is your earliest memories with guns? earliest memories with guns i have a memory when i was 12 that's wild <laughs> um nothing super crazy man i grew up in new jersey if you know much about jersey yeah. you know like mm -hmm. jersey's real strict on guns it ain't texas i live in delaware now um now little laxer right sorry is oh that, yeah. a, little laxer right with the laws yeah 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 there open carry state you can conceal carry you just gotta get your license beautiful beautiful but now, how long uh-huh i um like growing up in Jersey, my first real like experience, like first time I ever held a gun like myself, I was probably 15 and my boy had a shotgun. I forget what brand it was. I forget what, what company made the shotgun. It was huge, man. It was just huge black gun. It was so heavy to me. Right. Like I right, held right, paintball right. guns before and BB guns. And then you hold like, you know, you hold that thing. Yeah. It's a, I was like, damn. <laughs> shotguns are my favorite guns but then i also think that's just because i live in new york really congested you know what i mean even though i am upstate it's still it's still not you know still people like you know really close to you so just for home defense and i believe those kind of close quarters uh that i would have to use it in unfortunate times that's the best that's kind of like that's the best weapon that you could just kind of like even if you're a little nervous you just make sure that some bitches in the general area you'll get what you need to get to <laughs> um but i re i remember it was a wonderful story like my first time shooting it actually was like a cause of problem between my my parents so my dad is from the south like my dad's dad's side of the family it's really just like country rednecks to be honest with you like black country rednecks that's the only best way to describe them like these are just black folk in the country like there was only one light in the town you see what i'm saying like my family had a road name after them because there were so many of them that lived on that road that had just had acres <laughs> of land so I'm learning how to shoot. I'm like like 11, um, and then which is already too. I'm already old as hell compared, you know, for down, for, you know, for in North Carolina. So I'm out there shooting. My, my mom doesn't want me to do it. My dad says I don't give a damn. I ain't raising no no damn pussies. So he's gonna learn. The boy gonna learn how to shoot. <laughs> so I'm out there shooting, and okay, we're doing the damn thing. Johnny Law drives by. Now, for anybody who isn't familiar with Southern terms, Johnny Law is fucking cops. So I see Johnny Law driving by and I dropped the gun because I'm like, I'm fucking 11, 12 years old. I shouldn't be having a gun. Like I'm from upstate, right? And so now, mind you, it was my dad. It's like my cousins and like some of, you know, his peoples. And the cop stops and he's like, what happened? Why are you, you know, 
why you, you know, why your boy dropped the gun? And he was like, I don't, he's from New York. You know, we're, we, you know, you know how it goes. He goes, oh, he goes, what are you doing? He goes, teach him how to shoot now. He goes, oh, he's a little, little old for that. He knows, he goes, I got a five-year-old daughter who knows, who definitely knows her way around a gun. And I was like, he's looking at me and he was like, see, he goes, go tell your mother. <laughs> so we bring my mother out the house and the cop is talking to my mother. Now, while this is happening, then my, at the time, she was like 94 year old great grandmother comes out the crib. And then, cause we were shooting at garden snakes. Okay. And then she just wanted to make a point to my mother and mm -hmm. me that like, this is what we do down here. She goes, give <laughs> me the gun boy. And fucking just hauls off on garden snakes. Fucking eliminates him. Yeah, 93 years old, bust a fucking shotgun. It was in that moment. I was like, I love shotguns. And if, <laughs> I, if my great grandmother at 93 years old can shoot a shotgun, efficient and no one over here is fucking blinking an eye oh we're fucking golden bro this is the best gun anybody could ever fucking I, I, I fucking swear bomb i swear bomb bro like when i become rich and famous everyone like you know because I, I i don't do drugs you know little marijuana that's not drugs but like i'm not gonna i'm not really big into spending my money that kind of way but i mm -hmm. promise you the way that fluffy has a motherfucking um volkswagen collection the shotgun collection is going to be beautiful. But speaking of guns, that's some shit that you are fucking personally familiar with because of your fucking arms and the way that you're built at 208 fucking pounds <laughs> lifting Lord knows what the hell. Now you now you are a you, now you do compete in a, a raw power. Now, do you compete? It's raw. Am I correct? Yeah, you're, a raw, you're, you're a raw power lifter. Yes, sir. Bench? USPA. Uh, yeah, USPA. USPA, raw power lifter, bench, squat, and then motherfucking deadlift. What is the weight class you compete in? Um, so on the books, my weight class is 90 kilograms. So that's 198 pounds. Um, so I'm chilling around like, I haven't weighed myself today, but I bet I'm right around like 210 right now. Um, so this summer we might be going to the 100 kg class, which would be 220. So, okay. And then here, and here's the reason why I'm making a disgusting face people. Cause all my, all my people, you know, all my, my normal conversation with being listeners know whenever I do something outlandish like that, there's a reason. <laughs> let me just, I'm just going to let you motherfuckers know his training numbers. Okay. Okay. Let's just, let's just, we're going to go training numbers. Right. <laughs> so the other day my man was fucking doing, doing squats, SSBPR. Um, I, we would call them hack squats. I don't know, but he has like the regular squat bar, but it's got the big around the neck on the side, 517 for two. Um, then he decided <laughs> he was squatting the other day and then he just did 495 plus 60 pounds in chains for two. Oh my God. And then he did 354 pause for a long pause rep. Let's go to the bench that he was just fucking around with the other day as well. So my uh, man is just, what was your weight again? Please say it one more time for these people. What do you think you weigh? 210 right I now? I say probably like 208 right now, 207. Maybe between there, 210. I could probably take a piss hop on the scale and be 208 if I wanted. I don't know. Like, I just. <laughs> so, that this, so listen, for all my people who are like, well, yeah, 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 what about the bitch? All right. So my man over here who weighs right now 208 pounds after a fucking piss is, is doing fucking long pause reps at 340. Long pause reps at 340 as, a tra as, as training. Think about, think about what I'm, as fucking, he's training with 340 pounds. His, his bench is in the fours at 208. Oh, how much, I'm sorry? Easy. Oh yeah, Easy. it's, I'm, I'm guessing you're like mid fours. 
mid mid um, fours, high high, going close to five. Uh, I know I can definitely probably pull off between 400 and 425 right now for sure. Um, I'm hoping to be like 450 this summer. Hopefully, it's just the strength is just coming really fast. So I'm just I, the sky's the limit right now with that. Can you explain to people how do you get there? How do you how do you get to the point that you are weighing 210 fucking pounds and basically lifting double, sometimes triple size your body and some of your lifts? What is the what is the is it like is it diet? Is it like obviously like how much of it is diet? How much of it's working out? How much of it is your strength program? Fucking let's get into the shit, bro, because this shit's right. amazing. Right. So, like, my squat and bench, in my opinion, are, like, my weakest lifts. You know what I mean? Like, I really decided that I was going to be, like, a power lifter when I started getting strong on the deadlift, which, like, that's my shit. Yeah, 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 You definitely have some wheels. You got some wheels. Like, they know if, I, if I'm coming to the gym to deadlift, like, there's some shit that's going to happen. Like, right, right, right. I, like, like, that'll get you. I'll get people on their toes with that shit. And like when I started just because I told you that like I, I was in the bodybuilding and shit like that. And then it just shifted after a couple shows to where I just wanted to be strong because mm-hmm. at some point I prepped, I lost a lot of strength, came back to the gym. And I was like, bro, I, I want to get fucking stronger. So um, a couple things I knew bench squat deadlift right i was i'm a personal trainer i've been a personal trainer for a few years now so like i kind of know my way around these different sports um but i started deadlifting my first time ever like sumo deadlifting i pulled like 455 pounds and i was like i didn't have a belt on i didn't have any straps like i was just in the gym and like like just regular relaxed sneakers gym clothes pull forward i was like all right cool and this is mind you this is only like two two and a half years ago maybe max um so after that like i just started doing it now covid thank god for covid19 bro if it wasn't for covid i don't know if i'd be where i'm at right now it really yes why so how was covid good for you it forced me into this into this lifestyle so um when covid hit all the gyms closed like that was one of the first things that state governments were like yo like if you think about cesspools for spreading germs, like what's your number one? You're going to think about anywhere where there's a lot of shared bathrooms. So Absolutely. probably say malls, restaurants, shit like that, whatever. But they were like, all right, barber's jobs. People are touching each other all the time. Like it's just fucking germs. Gyms, right? you know, shared equipment. Like, gyms or like, bro, you, you sit on the wrong gym machine on the wrong day. You could fucking get athlete's foot on your ass i don't know like, that's very you can get some shit but but then too you know there's also the same yeah. government that wasn't trying to tell folk that you just be getting in shape and that if you work out more that you would have a better chance against covid they didn't tell people what the national remedies were. Nice. they just wanted to have just you to get a shot to go figure it out but i digress my regular, <laughs> my regular conversation with the listeners i'm not going to take him down that i ain't going to do that to this man he signed up for lifted in sports. If we're not gonna set him up like that, because y'all know how we'll I get, get to it. We'll get to it. Checks and balances somehow. I'm getting checks. In. My regular listeners are like, oh my God, he's listening to us. I am. So <laughs> as you as you were saying, Steve, it, it forced you into this lifestyle. So all the gyms closed. 
And I was working at a fitness studio. Um, I was coaching at an Orange Theory. I don't know if you've heard what an Orange Theory is, but it's no. What is that? It's essentially just one-hour group classes, but they're really high intensity, low impact. The music is jumping, like it's just a sick environment. Oh, you're one of those people. Oh, oh no, it makes sense now. Oh God, I was the coach. Oh, that's <laughs> what I mean. No, no, that's what I mean. Oh man, and my body hurts. <laughs> oh, because I no no because I've I've done I've done like well I don't I don't they weren't called that but I remember when I was in college um when I would come back home to train mm-hmm. the 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 basically my lifting coach he would he would make me do like those bike classes those those like hit high intensity workout right. shits and bro it used to be me in there and like fucking these middle aged fucking moms <laughs> I was really having to reevaluate my life because they were smoking me. But I was like, I'm supposed to be this supreme athlete and fucking Katie just had three kids and she's out here running circles around me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is insane. So how do you, oh my God. Okay, so then so then you were you were coaching that. Okay, continue, I'm sorry. And um, my boss at that job had a home gym, right? So long story short, all the gyms closed. We closed, like the gym I was working at. So like- there was nowhere to work out. It was like, you work out at your house or like, fucking, you better just be running loops around your block and doing push-ups in the garage and shit. Right. Um, luckily, my boss at the time who like, I was really close with, we're still close to this day. Like we still work out and talk to each other all the time. But he was inviting me over to his house to lift every single day. Cause for him, it was like, he had all this, you know, all this powerlifting equipment, everything you needed to train to literally be, a professional power, like you could train in his basement all year round and literally go pro if you needed to. Like he has everything you need. And he was like, for him, it was like, all right, yo, like it's nice to have a workout partner. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was like, I have literally nothing. So you invited me over for fucking 20 minutes to spot you and maybe I could get a couple reps. It's like a whole blessing for me. But long story short, like he invited me over. He gave me some of my first powerlifting gear, like introduced me to all these different kind of movements, like real, like kind of father figure for me, yo. like really put me onto a sport. And um, he put me on my first bench press program. Like I couldn't bench press like, over, like when COVID first hit, bro, like I could not bench press like 275 for a single man. Like I shit. Really? I did this one bench press program and like, Eight, 12 weeks later, the end of that, like, I think I PR'd at like 340 and then like literally just went off in the gym, got up to like a 365 single. And I was like, I was hyped at this point. Cause at that point I was really getting close to a 600 pound deadlift. I'd already mm. squatted 500. My bench press was like well in the threes. And How I was you like, weighing at this time? Probably right around 195. <laughs> And I was like, all right, word, yo, like, this is also like a good weight to be putting up these numbers at. Like, if I can add a few more pounds to all of them, yo, like, I'd be pretty competitive. Um, so, you know, we were training for months. And then I went on Instagram and I was trying to find powerlifters in Delaware. And I found this dude, Travis Rogers. Long story short, like, if you see me on Instagram, you see me tagging Papa Bear Rogers and all. Yes, my- yes, 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 yes. That's my nigga. <laughs> Like, that dude, he put me on my first, like, full-on powerlifting program. Like, and that's when I really started to see shit change. Because I hit him up on Instagram. And at the time, I was trying to start this account for, like, the strongest lifters in Delaware. Because I had some buddies who were really strong. Okay. And I found him because he was in Delaware, South Delaware. I hit him up. He sent me a bunch of videos. 
And I asked him, I was like, bro, like, what do I got to do to come get a lift with you? He was like, bro, come tomorrow at 12. And I was like, bet. <laughs> and I drove down there the next day. I love that and like they were in this chicken farm, bro, in like the middle of nowhere. Like they rented out like this, this old dude, he had a bunch of chicken farms. They rented it out and they literally had a USPA certified gym in there. Combo racks, deadlift platforms, like thousands of pounds and kilo plates. Like I walked into this shit and I was like, bro, I didn't even know some of this shit existed at the time. Like I'm looking at this as like, cause you're talking to a kid who's working out at like you know, your regular, like, L.A. fitness type gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long. Like, now you go to a fucking farm and you just, like, mind you, Travis Rogers is this dude who's, like, 5'6", mad short, 200, 205, at his biggest, tatted from head to toe. There's not, like, two inches of space on the man's skin that he's got tats. And he's just, like, this fucking dude, like, real intimidating in the face when you first meet him. Like, I pull mm -hmm. up and I was, like, Holy fuck. My first day, they put me on a, a safety squat bar, the bar that you saw me squatting with the other day. Mind you, like, I was just barely breaking into the 500s. They had, like, 400 pounds on the bar and heavy-ass chains. This is my first time ever being in this gym with this dude. <laughs> and that's what, like, we were working up to. And I was like, oh, yo, I got it. How much is this weight? They're like, oh, like, 417 or something like that with chains. And, like, bro, like, the workout fucked me up. Like, I didn't even have a real powerlifting belt at the time. Like, I was right. still lifting in basketball shorts and like no bulls and shit. And like, it was just crazy slap in the face for me, man. But like, that's what really got me into it from there. Like me and Travis have been rocking with each other for like almost over a year now. Um, I did one meet at his gym. They moved from that chicken farm. They got a whole new gym now, like Amazing. in Salisbury, Maryland. Yeah. The bear cave, like, like within the time frame that we met to now, like things have just changed so much, man. Like I was really just trying to deadlift 600 pounds at the time. When I started lifting with Travis, like my second or third week, I was already deadlifting 640 for doubles in kilo in, in kilograms. And now for people who are listening, yeah, can you explain to them the importance of diet and sleep? Yeah, and why and how that and how that works in to you and in these numbers because you know what I'm saying because what happens is you know people listening are just like Dogs. so people so people <laughs> so nah nah listen I got you listen I got a fucking cat right over here and I got a dog you know right behind me so it's trust me I definitely I get it I get it with these damn animals um so but can you let the people know how all that works in together and how and how without one you don't get all you know what I mean? Because then they're listening. They're just like, well, how are you jumping these numbers? How are you doing this? We're just working out. It's a diet and it's a sleep regimen. It's a lot more. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's taking your vitamins. Crazy. It probably takes pre-workout. Like, what do you, what is your, what is your caloric intake, my brother? So let me, uh, all right. Well, for one, I really try and push for 4,000 calories a day. A lot of people hear 4,000 calories a day. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, it's a big number. Yes. But like, for me, that's what I've worked up to over the course of, I honestly will tell you 10 years. Like, I started weightlifting at 14. I'm 24 now, like over the yeah, course absolutely. of 10 years. Like you're talking about a kid who was 14 years old, 95 pounds, five foot six freshman in high school, looking up at the seniors like, holy fuck, you know, like what am I going to do? Like literally I was this little kid, 14 years old, like Googling shit, like doing research, watching Ronnie Coleman videos and watching him break down how he fucking 
makes grilled chicken tenders and just douses them with barbecue sauce. Like, oh. dude, I'm, I'm watching these dudes and I'm like, used to hit that plate to get the food right. to come out while he was at the CA, man. So for Grits. one, like one thing that I would tell people is like, yo, if you're looking for some quick fucking answer from me, like I can't give it to you, yo. Cause Good. like you're, you're looking at a kid who like looks back a decade ago and I'm just like laughing because I'm like, yo, I knew I was going to get here because for me, I never tripped about the fucking time aspect. And I tell all my clients, I'm like, yo, if you can't get past the fact that what you're trying to do is going to take you fucking years, better yet, how about this? If you can't get past the fact that what you want requires an entire lifestyle shift and you got to hold that shit for the rest of your life or else it's all going to come back, yo. Like here, let me tell you something. So a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, you've you've never had to worry about being fat, bro. Like you've never had to worry about getting out of shape. Like you like you're you've just always been skinny your whole life. Yes. Yes. Do you have any idea how difficult it is for me to stay above 200 pounds? If if I skip a meal or two for two or three days, goodbye. Like it, it, I literally like, it's just so like, if I stop weightlifting, if I'm not lifting and eating and forcing myself to eat, like it'll go away. So let me give you this. Like I'll break down for you for one, like say someone's 24 years old. They didn't start at fucking 14 years old. And just like, cause I, I wasn't always into lifting weights, bro. Like I was, I played lacrosse for 12 years. Um, oh, you play LA cross. Bro, I played lacrosse for 12 years. I went to college to play lacrosse. Um, would you play? Would you play lax at Aurora University? Really? What what position did you play? I was a two way midfielder, so offense, defense. Oh, defense. you were one of those assholes. Runner, I, runner. See, I couldn't fucking stand you, people. I played defense. <laughs> point. Yeah. I was point. Point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the guy <laughs> got to go behind the cage. Let's let's put some work in. I'm trying to fucking throw you into the goalie net. Yeah, I played like, LSM too. So like, I I was a long stick. Oh, okay, okay. You I, fucked with it. But um. My sophomore year of college, I tore my ACL. Um, in playing, like, were you playing on turf when you did it? Oh, hell yeah. But I got tripped. I got tripped, and I stepped over, like, a lacrosse stick, and I tried to, like, sustain myself. I hyperextended my knee and just blew it out, tore my ACL in meniscus. And that took me out of lacrosse, man, for a whole year. Of course. But that's the best thing that ever happened to me, bro. I swear. Like, it's shitty. Because, like, I, I love lacrosse, and I wish that, like, I never got taken out of it. But when I got hurt, um, that forced me to learn a whole lot more about physiology. Because um, there, there are a lot of odds against you when you tear cruciate ligaments anywhere. Like, if you, you know, if you get hurt, like, there are a lot of things that you have to do. You can't even pay for it. Like, it don't matter how fucking rich you are. Like, if you don't do certain things, you will not be able to come back to normal. I'm just talking about becoming normal. I personally think that that injury turned me into a fucking true athlete. Like, for real. Because, for one, I was nowhere near as fast as I was before that injury compared to after. So, I didn't play lacrosse anymore after I tore my ACL. When I came back from that injury, it was like six months of religious physical therapy, four days a week at this ATI in Aurora, Illinois. North Aurora ATI, if anyone knows where that is in Aurora, Illinois, that is the best physical therapy center on earth. Like they just fucking saved my life, bro. But um, dude, I came back after that injury and we had this combine thing and you had to run a 40 yard dash 
of course. And there were a couple other tests, but I ran a 40 yard dash and I ran like the second or third best time my school had ever seen. It was a four, four 40 on turf in cleats. So if you know track, you know, like you're probably going to be your fastest on a track with, mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. spikes or even like running shoes. You'd probably be a little faster. Doing it, yeah. Yeah. As an athlete, but when you do them in cleats, people just like, Ooh, that boy fast. Right. So like, four, four is and a four, four is fast. That's why you look at football players and you're like, yo, that motherfucker's running a four five you know, in cleats, bro. Like 270 pounds. Right. That's freak. Cook it. So I did it in a fucking Don Joy knee brace on cleats. And my, mind you, this is Chicago, like October, November. So it's fucking cold out too. And word got around pretty quickly about this because the strength and conditioning coaches were like, bro, like didn't that kid tear his ACL like a year ago? Like what the fuck? And he's got the fastest 40 time on the fucking cross team. And like word got around to the track coaches and they pretty much like saw me in the gym one day and like, they talked to the lacrosse coach about it and they were pretty much just like, yo, bro, I just want you to know. All right. If you were able to hold that four, four forty pace on a 60 meter dash, like I'm not, they weren't even talking to me about, you know, running fucking four hundreds and two hundreds and all the other shit that I ended up doing. They were literally like, bro, like with a four four forty, if you could hold that for sixty meters, you would be top ten in the country your first year. And I was like, and they were like, you'd be top ten in the country, like division one, two, three, whatever. And I was like, uh, that's fucking crazy. So like, I started running track, and like, <laughs> I like, I loved it, bro. Um, after my, by my senior year, like when I graduated, I've finished 11th in the country in the 200 meter dash. D3 though. Um, Don't give a fuck. You're still competing. Facts, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. No, fuck out of here. I'm a D3 11, athlete too. Uh, suck, suck my dick. These motherfuckers facts. out here. They couldn't a, do it. I had a couple conference championships for amazing like, the four by one stuff like that. But that, like, I, 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 that was my life, bro. Like, that made me so happy. Like, so. It was track and field sprinting. I graduated college. I come back home and like, I have this dream of like, all right, yo, I just need to get a job and then I'm going to be training for the Olympics. Cause at that point I was like, bro, if I can continue to improve at this rate, I should be able to fucking go to the Olympics, bro. Like, so my, why first, not? My first 200 meter dash was probably like 24 seconds. Um, what the time I went to nationals for was a 21 five. Um, and like, if you know, like, if you can get, to, yeah, if you're shaving that them kind of seconds off, that's a that's big deal. And that's like three or four seconds your first yeah. year. So I mean, we were looking at it like, bro, if we could just shave off 0.6 seconds, 0.7, you would be like top 100 in the country type shit. Like, because now you're looking at like 20.7, 20.6. Like, so we were like, we were looking at it like, yo, you probably could go to the Olympics by. 2021 because it's 2018 now so i moved back to delaware i start lifting and shit and then pretty much i got into bodybuilding and then how'd you get into bodybuilding from that though what what what, like what happened what was the because i know i know you said that you know when you were younger you're watching ronnie coleman videos seeing what's eat stuff like that so what was it like now that you're you're out you're grown you're working you start working out and then you're just kind of just like you know this is a lot more fun how, how did what was the what was the what, what made that transition happen? I think it was my environment. Um, 
you know, I wasn't living in an area where track and field was like really appreciated. I would say, I mean, I think it was appreciated, but there wasn't a huge population of like track runners. I couldn't find a team. I couldn't really find a track coach who was going to work with me all the time. And like, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a pro athlete, you need a team, dude, like you need a coach at least. And I couldn't even find a coach really. And online coaching for track and field is just sounds pointless for me. So I was in this environment. I was at a bigger like commercial gym. Um, I'm not going to state the name because I really don't like this place anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. All right. That's cool. It's it's the biggest gym in Dover, Delaware. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, I love the energy. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, God. Who gives they, a fuck? They know who they are. Fuck them. I love all the other gyms around here, though. But fuck that big gym right by Dover Air Force Base in Buffalo, by the way. Oh <laughs> shit! Go ahead but, and put it out there, you fucking bastards. I was there, and uh-huh. I was working as a personal trainer. And my boss at the time was a pro bodybuilder. Um, he was an IFBB pro, and you know he. Well, I mean, he like before, like when I was working there, I, I was pretty much just working out, and he 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 was pretty much the main influence behind me doing shows and getting into the the physique aspect of weight training. Um, I don't think I really understood how to develop the human body until I got into powerlifting. Cause this guy was more along the lines of like, all right, yo, we're just going to do the heaviest weight we can do for fucking 50 reps. Like it was just, it was just really like extremely high volume, like kind of ignorant, I don't know. It didn't really seem to make sense. It just was like, all right, we're just going to try and exhaust the fuck out of this muscle, which is okay. That's, that's bodybuilding, but right. Because they, they're trying to get it to, cause they're trying to get the pop. Yeah. They, right? they, yeah. They yeah want, they're they trying want to it. get the, the, uh, forgot the, the, I don't know the, 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 the scientific term for it, the, um, where they're trying to get it to, they're trying to get it in some kind of state. I've, I've heard oh. Kai Green talk about it. Um, but I'm not, but also I'm not into, I've been to like more of the powerlifting strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, like, it's kind of like, all right, you can look strong and then not be strong. And then yeah. it's a waste for you and everyone else yeah. <laughs> in my mind. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm offended, I actually, like, I'm not sorry for my fan people. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think like bodybuilding helped me to like know how to keep myself lean while powerlifting. Because. Like, mm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just tell people right now. You know, let me just give y'all my number one tip to anybody who wants to um, look better, feel better. This is a 40 ounce thermos for water. Hear mm. it? There's a little water ice in there. This never leaves my side. If you go on my Instagram, you watch my videos. Like nine times out of ten, this water bottle is probably gonna be featured in the video because I'm fucking advertising to you guys. Probably the difference maker between me. And some of these other people, I don't know. Mm. I personally think that like you drinking water and water only like, all right, cool. I have this Starbucks coffee, but I'm just drinking this. Cause like me and my girl were trying to sleep till fucking three today. to Wake up for this, for this podcast. Cause I'm not, I don't think I'm lifting today. So I wanted to like, just sleep. Now that's another right. thing, right? So you're asking me about diet and sleep. I, I'll get, I'm going to get into the diet a little bit in a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like sleep has been probably the hardest thing for me. And like, I mm. bet you a lot of other people struggle with sleep as well. Um, so for one, your diet plays into your sleep. I'll tell you one thing for me, going to sleep hungry, impossible. Can't do it. I can't fucking do it. 
I, and, and I know a lot of, I know some, some fitness professionals will tell their clients, Hey, don't eat after seven because whatever you eat is going to turn into fat. And I'm like, dude, like you're going to like, for me, if I don't eat like something, so wait, I just, I just have a question for you. Like just yeah. as someone who's not a fitness professional and you know, I work out, but I don't like, you know, I, I have a moderate rain on my diet. How do you tell someone to go to like, how do you, how can you tell someone who's not a professional who doesn't have dreams of being a professional who just want to look good that like they have to go to bed hungry for this. Doesn't that send the complete, the complete wrong message in I, this, in this game? Like don't, when you like, just, I'm just, if now, if you're competing for something and you are, and you got to do what you got to do, like friends, if you're a wrestler trying to make weight, you know what I mean? Like we know the extensive they'll do to come sometimes cut. If you maybe even a powerlifting game, you got to cut some weight. You do what you got to do. But for a regular average Joe, how does this guy continue to have clients? I feel as if I would just be like, you're an asshole, man. Like I'm fucking, I just want to look good, but not fucking like, I don't need to look like that. I've heard this from primary care physicians, man. I've heard this. <laughs> I've heard, oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is, that's, that's something that I've heard from a lot of people is to not eat that close to your sleeping window don't even get me started on primary care conditions i mean yeah. i mean primary care fucking uh goddamn doctors because you want to know what like because you can get some real asshole ones like i remember i had one i was fucking like went to go get my physical whatever the case may be got the physical and then the lady's talking to my mom about whatever have you right just talking about you know shit and then she looks at my mother and my mother, she goes she goes you know you can stand to lose a few pounds yourself <laughs> my mother looked at her and was like you big titty bitch who are you talking to because her because her titties were like david down to her knees oh, and so my mother was like who why don't you get a breast reduction and like it was <laughs> it got really tense in there but it's just like yo like primary care doctors the, the, i would love to see the one's lifestyle who said that that's all i gotta say like you know what i mean like let me look at your lifestyle and look at you you fucking bastard for you tell me to go to bed fucking hungry you fucking dick like i can't that would wouldn't that just send me on a binge to hell i know that's what it does to me like if i'm if we don't have anything fucking healthy in this house mm -hmm. and it's late and i'm getting hungry and i can't go to bed and i just can't grab like a jar of pineapples or something i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go to a dark place until i get full to go to sleep so like i don't I don't know. It just seems kind of productive to me from a psychological standpoint, but who am I? Now, it's back not to good you. advice. It's not good advice. Basically. So, like one thing, like for me, I know I can't sleep if I'm hungry, bro. So I will try to eat something a little healthier before I go to sleep. Like protein shakes are nice and everything. Now, um, a lot of people like just automatically assume that I have this like perfect, you know, godly diet. And like, I probably never have eaten fast food in my life. And like, I'm like, guys, like, I probably eat just like you. Like, I, mm, I bro, I go to Chick-fil-A, like, every day, if not twice a day. I mean, depending on how it goes. Wait, um, what? Don't tell me you're on your Chad Ocho Cinco shit out here. Don't tell bro. me you out here on your Chad with the McDonald's before game day. You, you haven't, like, did you? <laughs> McDonald's would be, like, like, I got a whole week off or something. Like, I'm about to just... You if I'm like, if I'm depressed, <laughs> bro, like I'm sad. Because... <laughs> I'm sad about a girl, bro. I'm like, yo, I'm about to go drop fifteen fucking dollars at McDonald's and just take 
two days off my life right now. Fuck it. It's two days. Okay, hold on. I feel like, okay, time out. Because, yeah. all right, let me tell you something. I don't do McDonald's, bro. I just can't. Like, I don't know. I think I, because McDonald's was close. It was, it was one of the, the easier fast food joints when we were in college. Yeah. So I've McGangbang myself out of fucking, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. there's but so many McGangbangs you can make. Like, I just, I can't keep living this life like this. So it's amazing to me to hear that the, the athlete that you are, that you were like, yeah, no, nah, like, if I'm like fucking around, then why not? I would, I would imagine you to be a Waffle House guy, especially in Delaware. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Bro, <laughs> it's funny you said that because, like, like religiously, like Waffle House was my first meal of the day for the past eighteen months. I moved in January of this okay. year, so okay. I don't have a Waffle House within twenty five minutes. Of me. So, like, I go to this diner now, but like Waffle House. I get the all-star breakfast, four eggs scrambled with cheese, one blueberry waffle, hash browns with the fucking scattered, please. And then I get the raisin toast. And I it, every every fucking day, bro. Amazing, bro. I've, every day. I'm so jealous of like of y'all a little further down. Like we don't have a waffle house in New York. Right. It's a yeah. shame. Probably because of the taxes, it wouldn't survive. But I think like, Delaware is where they where they start at when you start going south. Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had Waffle House a few times going down south. It's a yeah. wonderful time thing. Them Wawa's wonderful down there. Do you have a Wawa down there? Oh, bro, I got a, that's that's my go-to right now is a Wawa. Well, because I can go to Wawa and get that new burger and fries. I can get a Philly cheesesteak. I can I'll go there and I'll get like one of the mashed potato bowls, but I'll do half mac and cheese, half mashed potatoes, roasted chicken, spinach, grated Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper. Fuck it, throw some onions in there, mix all that shit up. And people are like, I'm like, dude, that's like the best 2,000 calories I've had in a week. <laughs> that's fucking, oh, you know what's great? Because they know there's going to be someone listening to this. And then they're going to be, they're going to be on a diet. And then they're going to like go to your page. And then they're going to look at you and be like, oh, he, he has this diet. I can do the same. You cannot. You can't. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't eat like me, bro. Do not <laughs> eat like me, yo. Yeah. You're gonna send someone on a terrible ass bender, and I cannot wait. Oh can my I give, god! Can I give some perspective real quick? You can do whatever you want. I don't give a damn. So, yeah, go ahead. So like, so like, for example, today I haven't eaten shit. Like, we woke up and we went to Starbucks at like 11:30. It's 12:46 now. I've been having coffee. Like. I'm not even really, I don't even feel hungry right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm it, like, I mean, if I feel full, like I'm fine, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But like, I, 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 people always ask, are always asking me like, bro, like, what are you eating, bro? Like, what's your diet like? And I'm like, bro, for me, it's, it's always been an issue of, all right, your issue is that you're not eating enough. Like growing up, I was the kid who would always go to the buffet, get a full ass plate take three, five bites, and then it would just sit there because I was full. And my parents would be like, why the fuck did you order all this food if you're not going to eat it? Like, that was who I was. So, like, I've had to find ways to get this amount of food in, bro. And, like, for me, there I'm not going to be able to eat 4,000 calories of chicken, broccoli, and white rice all fucking day. Like, that's just not going <laughs> to work. 
you go to Mike like coach, my coach, right? You go to my coach, Travis Rogers. Like he's probably got, you know, three or four eat right foods, little tins with him. And then he's got like mac and cheeses, peanut butter and jellies. Like, bro, like they're I, like these athletes are not just eating like, oh, we're going to we're going to go and, you know, eat 93 percent lean ground beef with sweet potato, brown rice. Like, yeah, we eat meals like that. Like I eat meals like that all the time. But like that's literally because I, I need the nutrients, but it's still not going to keep me full because I'm lifting so much and I need to eat more calories like you know that's the thing how many that, calories do you think you burn a day um man i've probably burned like 350 400 calories just being on the phone with you right now <laughs> makes sense makes sense because you're because the way your body you know like the performance aspect that it has to operate on yeah like i i'd like honestly feel like little like I feel like a little sweat, like on my legs right now, literally. And that's like a regular thing for me. Like I'm usually always pretty vascular, like, like wherever, like all over like veins of my legs and stuff like that. Not trying to be cocky. I'm just saying like, I always feel like blood flowing, like through my body. Like, um, I'd I'd probably burn like 2000 calories a day. I don't know. I don't really. I got you. Okay. So you're not one of those people who folks attract. I know, I know what, what do you think about like so how much how much how much of a relationship do you have with science in this game of what you're doing like you know what i mean like with the like like how numbers data yeah yeah like 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 how much are you just like tracking everything to the like to the minute in regards to calories in regards to lifting in regards to different styles and programs making sure that like because another thing too is when you're a lifter such as yourself and y'all have meats, that's when you're trying to peak, right? Yeah. You don't want to peak during training. So what is, so what is that? Like how, what is that relationship like with science and your body? And how do you, so, how do you, how do you have them married? All right. So like, I know, like, I would say like a lot of the guys that I look up to and look to for information are way better at this shit than me. Like, um, I know a lot of guys are, you know, they have food journals, they're tracking everything. They got my fitness pal, my plate. I have those apps too. I just am like, here's my thing with fitness and training. All right. I never wanted it to be like a short-term thing. I never wanted it to be a thing that was like, I do it for this amount of time. I hit this goal and then I go back to where I was or something. So this is just like my lifestyle and how like, I regulate myself is I know exactly what I need to eat before workout and after to feel okay on the days that I'm not working out or just to feel good, like all the time. Like I know what I need for that. Like, um, before workouts, typically like the number one things that I'll get is like, I'll go to a Royal farms or a Wawa. This is just my like kind of religion thing. It makes me feel good. Um, I will get a blue machine naked. It's got like 320 calories in there. Like what is it exactly? uh nakeds they make like the little fruit smoothie things and the- oh yes 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 yeah yeah um and they're just packed with like carbs and apparently they're all fruit like they they don't use any like added like sugars and stuff yes like yes yes like the- i mean mm-hmm. the drink is all sugar but yeah because it's all fruit um right. but like you know we're really high carbs over here like i'm all about carbs all the time like there's what i if i can get carbs thank you god 
Um, Absolutely. So I'll go get one of those nakeds and then I'll get a fair life. So I don't know if you know if, if you heard of fair life. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yep. So they make core powers, the little protein drinks. They got 26 grams of protein in there. And I think there's like seven grams of carbs or something like that. So altogether, I'm getting a good amount of carbs and protein, like before my workout. I'll probably consume that like within an hour to two hours before. And usually I'll have like a regular breakfast in the morning. Like what I really like is like four eggs scrambled with cheese. I like two pieces of wheat toast, one avocado. So I'll put half an avocado on each piece of toast and I'll do like bacon or scrapple. And like, dude, like that's just like a, re- a regular breakfast that I get at my mom's house. Like shit. It's right, right, some, right. Just some good food. It's not like, you know, it, is it healthy or is it unhealthy? Like, I mean, some people, for some people that might not be as good of a meal. I mean, if you're someone who can't consume a good amount of like dairy or, you know, you like, I I do well with a good amount of fats in my diet. So like a lot of people are like, Oh, that's also because of your metabolism. Definitely. Definitely. I I think like my body's really capable of burning fats off. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then carbs help me sustain muscle mass and strength, literally protein recovery, you know? So like for me, I'm focused on the macros and I wouldn't say that like I track too much, but I know the feeling by now, you know, mm. just over time of you waking up and no, like if I was going to work out today, the fact that it's 1 PM right now and I haven't worked out at all, I probably wouldn't be able to work out until six now. Cause I would need at least two meals. It's just that late in the day. I just know that, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't think about it like that. A lot of people would be like, all right, well, it's uh it's Sunday. Like, you know, I should go get a workout in. They're not going to think about, all right, yo, I have to postpone this workout for four hours because I need to make sure that I get 2000 calories in before this workout so that I have those calories to use while I'm training. Like they're not thinking like that. That's Mm -hmm. just how I feel. Like right now I know if I was going to go work out, I think I have energy from this coffee right now, but I think as soon as I, as soon as I, if I like my next workout is pause deadlifts. I'm going for like 640, 650, pause deadlifts for two. And like, if I'm going to do that, like I'm going to need some fucking calories and right, cars. Right, right. And I lifted yesterday and I haven't really like fulfilled myself since. So like, I'm probably going to postpone that workout till later tonight, if not tomorrow, like literally. Right, right. Um, and that's pretty much how I know that I'm going to be able to hit the numbers because we program. I've been on powerlifting programs for almost a year now. So okay. we've, we've been utilizing these percentages of my maxes to work up to these numbers. So if the tr- if all the training has been successful, I haven't really failed any of the lifts in the training like, so far. So mm. all the all the numbers have like built up to the next workout. So if you've been successful in all those lifts and you're preparing yourself with the nutritional aspect, like you have everything that you need you'll be good for that workout. Like mm-hmm. now when I say you have everything you need, it, mean, it means like we're not like going on some diet fad here. Like we're not going to go and Google like, hey, like what does this person eat? You know, like we mm-hmm. have to see like what your body's sensitive to. Like I, like how, so I'm a nutrition coach, right? Um, so I work with people on nutrition and stuff like that. I try to help them de- develop better habits and pretty much just like clean up the lifestyle because typically it's a lifestyle thing. It's rarely like what you're eating. It's more so right. like 
when are you eating? How often are you eating? Are you eating enough? Are you eating too much? What are you drinking? Like this piece, fuck, dude. Like you got an nutrition client, don't write down all your meals, everything that they eat, and it's perfect, and you have no idea what they drink all. Oh, but they are a raging alcoholic, and every night they drink a six pack of beer and half a bottle of liquor. Like you can eat as healthy as you fucking want, man. But that's your that your, doesn't that's not gonna change that. Yeah, yeah. That, like that's that's a habit, bro. Like that is an addiction, and it's taken over your life. So like, bro, people look at me and like they see me smoking weed, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, Lee Priest, you know Lee Priest, the bodybuilder. Uh, yeah. Jay Cutler, like, dude. Yep, yep, yep. Bro, stoners, like all of them, stoners. Being like, a stoner does not mean that you can't be successful. So, you know, being a stoner, if anything, it's it's gonna keep you in check. And like, bro, I told you since since fourteen years old, like I've been doing this shit. There, I have not gone like longer than three days without smoking weed. Like that. That's <laughs> since fourteen. Like, fourteen, yeah. Amazing. Back. I don't think I didn't <laughs> really amazing. Nah, I didn't. Um. I didn't I didn't start fucking with the reefer until I got into college. I tried it in college after I joined my fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because the day I was supposed to do it, we knew that they were going to be drug testing the football players. <clears throat> and then I was like, "Nah, I got to wait until after they call drugs. I'm not going to be called. Lucky I didn't because they damn sure called my name. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you got to go get drug tested. And it's funny. And it's weird because the guy who drug tested us. He would like drug test NFL guys and he was making the shit so awkward. So like I'm taking a piss and then he has to watch you like yeah. so he's watching you take your dick out and then he turns away while you're like pissing. But he watches and makes sure like it's yours. And he was like, yeah, you know, he goes, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with New York Giants players, you know, I've worked with Eli, Justin Tuck, you know, yada, yada. I'm like, oh. I said, so you, so you saw their, their dick to say, when you're looking at mine, that's, I guess that's comforting to know you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear that right now, man. Uh-huh. The so, fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck. Like, you're fucking like. <laughs> Wait, where'd you go to college, yeah? Hartwick. Hartwick oh, College in Oneonta, New York, upstate. Yeah. yeah. It's the place that God forgot. What I mean <laughs> by that is, have two colleges. The town is basically supported by those colleges when you look at it. Um, so there was 52 bars and clubs when I was there. It was a fucking madhouse. We would have Goonie style brawls every day. I was a bouncer just it was you know bad it was just bad it was just a dark time and it was a wonderful time like it's one of those places that like if my kids was like yeah i want to go to Hartwick," i'm like oh i don't know if you got the temperament for Hartwick. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't got no kids now i'm just saying like in the future i'm just like i don't know if you should you should probably go somewhere else <laughs> only so the strong survive there right huh not they used they so we used to we used to have um like like cross-country squad i don't know if they still have them anymore but we were really known and nasty for our women's polo them yeah. women were fucking like they were beating the shit out of Michigan, beating the shit out of Brown. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Like they were like nationally ranked. Like, like we were sitting like a few of them. They would like play for the Olympics on their own nations. Cause you know, a lot of them were like, you know, international students. Uh, we did have some Americans, but yo, their big girl club, when you got chicks who were 5'11, 270 pounds, fucking like not fat fucking throwing up numbers in the gym. Like, like they would be like talk to the football players. I remember this one chick, big Nat. 
she was like, yo, I was, she was like, cause she was from New Zealand. She had an accent. I'm not going to try to do it. It was, it, it would be butchering it. But she, I remember she was coming, talking to me, my homie, big Jim. We were all just chilling in our suite and that <laughs> came over and she just kicking it. And she was like, yo, I was doing working sets with 375 on the squat. Like, like, I think I'm getting strong. I won't be able to kick these bitches. And I was like, you're doing what Nat? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, how much do you weigh? She only weighed 250 pounds at the time. And I said, that's disgusting. <laughs> So that's disgusting. And mind you, because they're fucking in water. She's doing working sets of that. And right. they're because they're in because, you know, everything they're doing, like, is in water. So their legs are massive. And I'm like, you, I'm like, you can really kick them. She was like, oh, yeah. She goes, she goes you just don't get caught, but you give you get it good. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. This, this is amazing. So. um, So. All right. That's that's a you fucking that's hilarious. I did not expect I did not expect that of the diet. But then it makes sense when I look at you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just that you're like, because you're, you, it looks like you're like naturally cut and shit like that. You know what I mean? What you're lifting. And then like you do powerlifting. That's how I was like, oh, that's interesting that he's like this cuts. So I thought it was gonna be something different. But the fact that you probably have a high metabolism makes sense. So then I want to, I do want to get into though with you, um, the discipline though, aspect of this. Like how many times, a, how many times a week do you lift? Um, so right now I, um, I only train four times a week. Um, so we go back and forth between four, four day and five day training cycles where you'll train four days a week or five. When I was bodybuilding, it was seven days a week, every single day of the week, but the workouts were a whole lot shorter and the weights were way lighter. Like, cause for me going to the gym one day a week to do an arm workout, like now, like brothers, oh my God. Yeah, it's not even in comparison. So, um, I mean, it's, like, it would you would have to damn near kill yourself to get where you need to get to, right? Every one of those four days of the week, like right you're lifting now, heavy. It, it, everything's over five hundred. There's yeah, not a, a day, different. There's not a day going to the gym where I have to where I do where the the main lift is under five hundred. Like, like even on my bench press day, like my my bench press day is also a squat day. So I go in there and I bench press first. Like this next coming week, I think I got like a double or triple at like 365 or something on bench press. And then I got to go and squat like 525 against chains again. So now, why do you put those two together? It's just my coach. But at the same time, like think about it in competition, you're not just doing one lift or the other. Um, mm. You should probably get used to how to just the feeling of training multiple of those bigger movements on the same day. Right. is extremely beneficial for you. A lot of the guys that I, you know, study in powerlifting, they yeah. do like, like different kind of weekly splits, but right. a lot of those weekly splits have SBD days where you squat bench deadlift all on the same day. Like you watch, you know, Ashton Rushka, fucking Jamal Browner, you know, I'm sure, you know, like some of the big names. Yeah. 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 Watch. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these guys, like they're going into the gym, they're going to go squat 650, 700 for reps. Then they're going to go bench press four something for reps, back down to close grip bench 360 something for reps. And then they're going to go deadlift. Well, I don't even know, man. Like the, like the numbers are crazy out here. So like for me, you know, I'm just now entering my second year in the sport. Right, right, right. Like, so for me, I'm like getting there to like, so in, in, in the powerlifting world, there's this, there's this kind of culture of relevancy. So it's all about Wilkes score. So 
if you know for me i'm i'm right now i'm not relevant all in regards to like elite powerlifting i'm i'm like right there to the point where people are like opening their eyes like all right this kid's actually starting to put up what's he got cooking up right right like and it's like he's still got more left in the tank it's not like Mm -hmm. you know it's not like i'm squatting 517 for two on a straight bar like you know i'm squatting 517 for two on a really hard variation squat like i'm squatting 500 for reps against 60 pounds of chains like Mm -hmm. it's like all right you know he could possibly squat 600 in competition like he could bench for 450 something this summer like who really knows but um what's the competition you're competing for is that what's the what's the what's the big daddy that's coming up let's talk about it so I got two meets coming up. My next one's May 22nd in Shillington, Pennsylvania. I forget what it's called, but it's some powerlifting challenge. So we're going to do that May 22nd. Okay. And then I'm going to USPA Nationals in Texas in June. And I'll compete June 5th. So what we're going to do is go May 22nd and pretty much hit, just hit some easier PRs in competition. So you know, all right. So, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I doubled three sixty four on bench press, and yeah. like for me, my last competition, I failed three sixty four. Um, mm-hmm. Like that was the that was the bench that I was going for in comp, and I failed it. So I'm hitting that now for doubles on a on a fucking duffalo bar, which is bent like this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Like real deep in there. So I hit that for two. So like we're looking at it like all right, like if I can just go to this meet and hit 365, I'm going to increase my total on the books. Like that's literally what we're going for with that first meet. It's kind of like just getting back out there and getting like comfortable in the environment again. And then literally like three weeks later, I'm going to be in Texas competing against my fucking coach. Like who's literally like top 20 in the world, (laughs) like right Right, now. So how is that now? How is that going to go, though? Like, how does that like? Because obviously, because he can't cook you and be compete. So are you going to have like someone else there or are y'all all just coming on like one big ass team? So like the cool thing about powerlifting is like it's an individual sport at the end of the day. Like, of course, you you might like say me and you go to a powerlifting meet like we're cool. We're boys. We train together, but we're in the same weight class. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, yo, well, like are we really competing against each other? Because we're trying to hit our own PRs. Like, you know, me and my coach, our deadlift is pretty close. Like we're both like right over 700 pounds, but my coach also squats 740. <laughs> like, right, right, and right. I'm like trying to get to six. So like, we're not really competing. It's more so you. like even, and we're probably going to be in different weight classes anyway. And he competes classic raw. I compete in sleeves. He competes in wraps. Like it's different. But also my boy, Rob Jaddick, who's like 21, 22, he's competing in nationals. Like I, I like there, we got friends who are, who are going there. Right. And like a lot of us are in the same weight classes, but that's another reason why I love this sport versus bodybuilding. Like when you're in bodybuilding and you're backstage and you guys all have your shirts off and you're in your fucking tights, you're in your fucking underwear and shit. And you're, you know, making sure your tan looks good and you're warming up, getting a pump, like, Bro, it's not exactly the most supportive atmosphere. Like, it might be if you're fucking, like, pro and you guys are all just looking at each other like, oh, bro, like, nice, 
30-inch biceps, brother. Like, right, right, look right. Look at my right. obliques. Like, that's not even the fucking, like, it's not even cool. Like, it's, I, I mean, for some people it may be. For me, I was like, yo, this is, like, kind of fruity. Like, mm. niggas are like, like, bro, we all back here, like, naked, and y'all still, like, like low-key, like, hating each other. It's, it's not like hate, but it's like, oh, we're competitive. I'm like, bro, I, it's just, I, I didn't really Right, like, right, 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 right. It's me, not bro. your, it's not your thing. Nah, and maybe in the future. I'll be, I, I, I've always uh, bodybuilding <laughs> always was amazing to me in the sense of because I'm a fan of pro wrestling and right. people would be like, oh, well, you like watching men in tights, like, you know, fight each other. No, because they're all not in tights. You know mm. what I mean? They all and they come in all shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? With the bodybuilding, it's just like we're basically watching this dude who's like effectively naked and then like he's in a lot of cases these guys are just overly muscular in my opinion like it doesn't like it's like ronnie coleman like that was to me that's just too big yeah. like how were you like that's too like bro like that's just way too much like it just to me to me but then also too i look at like somebody like a strong man and i'm like that's more of like a i feel as if you could live your life n more normal looking like martin's lisi's than fucking Ronnie, like I feel as if it's a lot easier to maintain that, no matter what they're doing, and I'll leave that there. You know what I mean? Even though, even though Ronnie, Ronnie, you know, admitted admitted to the juice, um, you know, the only other strongman who has openly talked about it in recent times is um the world's strongest gay when he was on the uh, Joe Rogan show, right. uh, Rob Kearney. So you know, no matter what they do, I feel as if it's a e it's easy. I feel as if it's like an easier thing on your life keeping that up than fucking like something like those big ass bodybuilders. That shit is like, I don't even know how people can find it attractive. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's like, what are we doing here, big guy? Like, yeah, you're too bro. big, man. Like, would you want to get that big? Uh, I, I, I would like to be my best self. I'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, when I look at myself now, like I look, you know, I compare to where I was at 10 years ago and I'm like, dude, like I'm pretty satisfied right now. Like I have no real desire to increase my body weight to fucking 250 and, you know, take diuretics and shed all fucking body fat. Cause for one, like, dude, like you do that and you slip up and you go on like a binger, you start eating garbage food or you start drinking alcohol heavy. Like you can risk your life, man. Like you, you, when you start messing with your, like, I wouldn't even consider like messing with your body like that. I, I don't know. I, I think if that's like something that you've wanted and you know, you have the people on your team to work with you and help you do that kind of thing for sure. But my thing is, is like, even from where I'm at right now, but I'll tell you this, all right. A lot of guys who aren't into the strength sports and they don't bodybuild like seriously and they don't really train, like they'll look at guys, even like me, they'll look at guys like me and be, and just assume like, Oh, yo, he probably gets like mad. He probably gets like mad pussy. And like, girls are just like drooling all over him and shit like that. Like, Oh, yo, I gotta, like, I'm trying to get like him, bro. Like, I mean, I remember when I first got into it, like I had this one kid ask me like, bro, like, you know, like, you think girls like fuck with guys more like who got like muscle and I, and I or pretty much just like, do you think girl, do you think lifting weights is going to help me get girls and shit like that? Like, and that's like a lot of reasons why some guys start, you know, cause they think like, all right, I get a better body. 
like this girl's gonna want me bro or like some girls are gonna come after me bro i'll tell you something right now bro I'll t- like i have never intimidated women more than i do now and like intimidation to women is not exactly attractive like mm-hmm. women want a man that they feel like they can just walk into his life and be themselves and not have to worry about jack shit like a lot That's of girls, a lot of girls look at me and they're like bro this motherfucker is so into himself like they're like they're probably you know, a lot of girls look at me and they're like yo this they, they probably think high maintenance this That's motherfucker probably- a cheater or like there's a so many different kind of assumptions that you can make just by looking at my Instagram, bro. I post on Instagram every day. And for people who don't aren't into the sport and don't see all the other athletes that I compete against doing the same exact things as me, like it's kind of a culture and power thing. But a lot of like I've lost a lot of followers that from like college, high school, like people that I've met, grew up with because they're just like, bro, like a lot of people are into the shit. So people people are like, all right, yo, it's cool. Like, cool, Steve-O can fucking deadlift 700 for reps. But nobody's like, oh, like, yo, I, I want that kind of person in my life because just because of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if, if there's anybody who was asking me, like, yo, is this going to, you know, listen, if you have always wanted to be big and strong and that's why you want it because you want it, don't 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 get into the shit because you want people to like you or some shit because i'll tell you right now it's probably gonna fuck up more relationships than it is like gonna bring you more like you're doing something that only benefits you it's uh i think but i think that those people asking those kind of questions they need to really just you got to find your own happiness big guy you know what I mean? Like who I'm talking to I'm now I'm talking to the camera, these folks. You gotta find your own happiness, big guy. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that, folks, is that like if you're thinking that making it some outward, some over dramatic outward change just to get yourself some ass is the answer to it, then you're fucking false. Cause let me tell you something. I know I, listen, I got a homie, you know what I'm saying? I call him Captain Saber Ho Dukes. You know what I mean? My man Saeed. His motherfucker was and is slave shit. Nice. When we were in college, he was 6'3", 350 pounds. We didn't even know he was 350 pounds until he, one day he got on the scale. We were like, you 350 pounds? We didn't even know that. Yeah. He whatever he needed to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we had guys in, you know, in our organization that were fucking looking good in fucking shape, American boy, yada, yada, yada. Can't fucking beat his dick out of a paper bag. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's... It comes down to you. It comes down to confidence and belief in yourself. Now, if you need the lifting to get you in that confidence, that's a different conversation. But mm-hmm. don't do it just because you think that it's going to get you some pussy because it's, 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 it's not. It's not, bro. It's not. Because then people are going to be able to see. And then people are going to be able to see through it. But then on top of that, you won't be able to sustain it. Because yeah. then what's going to happen is you're going you're gonna to get what you wanted. And then you're going to stop doing what you had. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to keep it. And then that's going to be the beginning of the end for you. 100%. I'm just going to be like I told you so. If you're doing it for attention, if you're doing it for attention, any attention that you get is going to be very temporary as well. Like, I was literally talking to my neighbor about this, like, the other day. He's my boy, Peter fucking Robertson. Like, he lives right across the street. Like, he's probably outside right now. I was talking to him, and he's literally like, bro, like, the way you talk to me is, like, you know, you had relationship issues because every girl that you meet is from your workplace and typically the places that you work are the gym so 
that tells me that typically the girls that you're with are probably interested in your looks, your body, and just honestly, the material, like mm -hmm. literally just the image. So it's not like the people that you're really mingling with, I guess you would say, are, you know, looking at Steve-O. They're not looking at who he, who he is. It's more so like the image. So that's why, you know, a lot of times like I've struggled with relationships just because it's like, damn, you look back and it's like, yo, this girl don't even want me because of who I am. Like she, she's like, it, it's just you, 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 you became the fucking trophy. That and this is isn't something, yep. This isn't something that, that, that men are able ever able to talk about because they always call men narcissistic. They always say that men are assholes, this, that, and the third. Let's fucking get into it, Steve. -O. Let's fucking talk about the shit, big dog. Tell them. Like, so when you when, when you were in them situations, what made you realize that, like, oh, this bitch only wants me because she really just ultimately wants to fuck me and then parade me around her friends like oh you see what i got you see what i bagged you know what i'm saying like what what made you click on that shit oh my god man it's probably been so many different situations you know what i mean um really like i mean i'm i'm sure like throughout this whole conversation you and anybody who sees this can probably see i have some very you know, significant distinguishing qualities about my personality. You know what I'm saying? So like, there are certain things about me that like, just are, uh, they are who they are. You know what I mean? Like I, when, for me, my biggest issue has probably come from the women in my life who see me as like selfish and cocky. Um, okay. Cause that's something that like any, any person who doesn't know me at all would assume. All right. Like if, if you know, like anything about like what I'm trying to do with my life, like with like my career and the things that I do, like it's really shaped around helping other people. Now, you think I could help you get like if you were hitting me up for a personal trainer and I was fucking six foot two and one hundred and seventy pounds skinny as shit out of shape. Do you honestly think that you would come to me to like help you with your lifestyle? Your no, kids? man. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not wasting my money with this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be confident in my abilities to help other people with that shit if I wasn't doing it for my fucking self. So, uh, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm strong, whatever. I lift weights. Like, I, I'm, I'm lean, cool, whatever. But my thing is, is like, I, I had to do it for me first because I wouldn't be confident in myself at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it has nothing to do with an image at this point. I think early on, like, yeah, yo, when I was in high school and I started lifting, like I was, I was lifting because I was insecure, bro. And like, I wanted to be like somebody else. Like I wanted to be bigger. I wanted to be myself though. I just wanted to be, you know, it's not like, I'm like, oh, I hate myself. Like, I just want to fucking die. It was never like that. It was just like, yo, I don't like the guy that I was. So I'm not trying to go back to that. Like, it's that yeah. simple. Like, so for you me, always want to be strong. Yeah. It's the reason I left. I just always want to be, I never want to not be strong. I'm not gonna be weak, bro. I'm not gonna let it happen. I need if I if I have to choke somebody out, I have to be able to choke you out with efficiency, Thank fast, you. and go fast. to the next. Fast. So I do that, you know. And it's not me being cocky in the fact that yo, I'm I'm fucking strong, bro. Like it, it means like you know I've seen where I was, and I remember what it was like to get under a barbell with a 25 pound plate, 95 pounds, and struggle yeah, with yeah, yeah, arms. So like. No, and I remember being in the gym and seeing some fucking 
you know, some older dude load up a 45, hit it for 15, load up another one, hit it for eight, load up two more and just do that shit. And you see that. And it's like, that man has probably been doing that for years, for a long time. He comes to the gym by himself. He's got his headphones in. He's focused on him. He ain't looking around the gym to see, yo, you watching me? Is there a girl over here? Oh, there's a girl in the other room. I'm about to go in that room and work out. Like, bro, I go to a gym where literally like, like where I get most of my lifts in, there's very few girls that go there. I mean, it's not like I want to go to a gym where there's not girls, right? I, that, that has nothing to do with the gym for me. I don't give a fuck. It's just like, for me, typically, if there was a girl in the gym that I was going to, I probably wouldn't notice or really be concerned. You're not, you're not, you're not there for that. That's not Bro, your business I'm, right I'm, I'm about yeah. to fucking try and business. I could die. All right? I could die. I don't give a fuck if, you know, Kelly and her Gymshark spandex is over there fucking doing hip thrusts. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? And mm. even if I was, like, single right now or anything, like, that's just not, like... Who I that's am. not the that's yeah, but then that's also but also you're a professional. This isn't this isn't play play. This isn't time for me to be coming in here to fuck around. Like like and then this whole time, this is you know, for a large portion of this episode, you've one thing that that, that you preach and what is something that I believe in is fucking self-care, self-love, and doing what you need to keep yourself in check. And for you, that you know, your body is your temple and the gym is your home. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not going to be fucking going in the crib worried about where anybody like it's like I'm here for business right now. Like, I don't have time to fuck around. But then that also. But then also too going back. When you. When you have these kind of clients. And you know that that's what they're in it for. How do you try to do you try to help them see it? So that they can continue, like, so that they would be able to sustain this lifestyle that they're trying to change, or like, do you just like, all right, bro, this is what you want, okay? But so, how do you how do you work around that? So I do have a clients always right mentality, you know, like if someone if a, if a girl re, if a girl reached out to me and she's like, yo, I literally just want, you know, my butt to get bigger, like. You know, I'm not going to deny you because that's what you want. I'm going to try and help you out, which means I'm going to give you my perspective on your goals. You know what I mean? Like, I would try and educate you on how realistic your goals are, how beneficial they are, and, like, what you're actually looking for. Like, I've had people reach out to me and say, like, hey, I just want to lose body fat, like, here, here, a little bit here, in my glutes here and here. And, like, from there, I'll educate them on the fact that, you know, you can't just spot fat loss or, like, you know, we have to focus on your body as a whole, like your entire body's composition. And that's how we can make those changes, right? Like for you, like, you're not going to like, I mean, when you come to me and you say, Hey, like, I want to have stronger pecs. I want to have a stronger chest. I want to have a stronger bench press. It's like, that's a realistic goal. You know, mm -hmm. like if you were coming to me, like, yo, I just want to like, you know, look this here, look this there. Like we can do certain things, but you have to just understand how the body functions because like, if you're coming to me for, you know, an, an ass implant, what the fuck do I look like? Like, I'm not a plastic surgeon. I'm, you know, I'm right, right, right. A, a strength and conditioning coach, bro. Like, so that's that. But also it's like, you know, if somebody was coming to me and saying, hey, 
I'm really just not comfortable in my own skin. Like, I just want to increase the quality of my life, bro. Like you and like your other clients, like you guys look great. You're really strong. It seems like you're in like, you know, living good lifestyles. Like, right. like what, like I, I want, like help, help me do that. You know? And I have people who have reached out to me with similar inquiries. You know, like I, I had a guy reach out to me recently, like who's, you know, struggled with some relationship stuff in the past. Like, you know, um, stuff from a rough unemployment, uh, like a loss of employment in the past couple of years. And, you know, he's been in the gym heavy and like, re- that's really been like a safe hitting for him, but he hasn't exactly gotten the results he wants. And like, I'm gonna help him through it. One thing you got to understand about coaching and personal training and like, you know, being involved in this industry like that is the fact that then it's the number one thing isn't really educating people on diet and fucking training and stuff like that. A lot of people are doing these things right already, but they have a behavioral issue. Like you, you, you have to educate them on a a behavioral change. So like, uh, like, I mean, it's so simple. And that's what I was talking about before with like alcohol Mm. abuse. It's not alcohol consumption. Typically that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's the abuse. Like, Mm. you know, if you know, you train and you live a healthy lifestyle, you're hydrating, you're eating good and you work. Your body's naturally going to change and do what it's supposed to do. You work Monday through Friday, you have a few drinks. Yeah, it's not going to be awful. But, you know, if every day you get off work and you slamming and fucking drinking yourself to sleep and, you know, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is go get your triple stack caramel macchiato with four shots of fucking caramel syrup from Starbucks that's 1,400 calories. And then you go get your fucking, I don't know, dude. Like, it's just not going to be good. Yeah, it's a bad lifestyle. And these aren't like diet things, you know what I'm saying? These are things that people don't even think are really affecting them like that. It's just like, oh yeah, it's alcohol. I drink, I drink Miller Lights, yo. It's only like 60 calories of beer. Like don't even matter. And then I drink a few shots of whiskey. Like doesn't matter. All right, cool. Well, you shut your liver down for fucking 48 hours. Your liver's a weight loss organ, natural, a literal weight loss organ. As soon as you drink alcohol, you probably are eating a bunch of food with preservatives in it. So right then and there, your liver is working overtime just to keep them shits from killing you. And now, like, you're eating all this unhealthy food on top of it. Like, you're just going to start gaining fat. Like, and people don't even really understand that that's literally just your lifestyle. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I think that, you know, people should have extrinsic goals when it comes to like draining and fitness and shit like that. I think it's like, you just, you just got, you just got cheated on by your ex-boyfriend and you haven't been living your best life. And you know, he ran off with this other girl. Like how the fuck would you not have that on your mind in regards to like training and changing yourself? Right, right, right. use that shit as motivation yo Mm -hmm. but do it for you you know what i'm saying don't be like don't change your whole image and want something new to fit somebody else's fucking type like Mm. that's like it's just like it's just it's a it's a recipe it's a recipe for disaster and a recipe for failure that you try to get people to like really truly understand but then like i like i said like i just i've always just wondered if for you lifting coaches and like like how much of it is like lifestyle shit because like i have a lifting coach um i hit him up because at my job i have to sometimes i'm required to hit heavy heavy things and heavy people right. um and so like when i hit him up 
I'm like, yo, this is what I need. Uh, just can you help me with a program that'll keep me on with this, 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 and this. Because the only thing I've always had an issue with was just having a good program. And so I get the program and we're, you know, able to work. I can, I do shit by myself. And like, we were talking one day and he's just like, you're the easiest client I ever have. Like you ask me, you, you get the program every now and then I'll hit him up and I'll just be like, yo, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. And then he'll just be like, no, you were making this a lot harder than what you're supposed to. I'm like, oh, okay. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, I go on about my business, but then like, I know that he has certain clients that work his ass to the bone. And I'm just like, some of them, because they're like professionals and they're setting world records. And then some of them just like, you know, regular Joes. I'm just like, I wonder how much of it they're, they're looking for an increase. And it comes down to a lifestyle at yeah. that point. And then I wonder how much of that merges now with, you know, strength and conditioning coaches and how much of that, like how much y'all become lifestyle coaches as well at times, because you're trying to, you know, cause I, cause ultimately, as you said, you're going to, you know, to, to sustain your goals, to get your goals and sustain your goals is going to have to be a lifestyle switch. Because if you don't have it, you're going to regress. A hundred percent. And like, for me, you know, a lot of my lifestyle is like, like sitting around and like trying to sleep like a lot. And like, you know, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, when like, dude, I live 20, 25 minutes from like the hottest beaches, like on the East coast. Like I live just North of all the Delaware beaches. Like it's a party Haven all summer long. Like I literally work down there. And it's like, you know, when I get off work at eight, like I'm not going to be going to fucking, you know, North Beach Club to go get hammered. Like I'm probably going to bum it back home because I'm like buying and try and get like 10 hours sleep. Like because muscle growth, 100 percent, bro. Like it's so valuable. And it's like, dude, like I think one day, you know, I'll probably get to a point where I'm like, all right, like I can kind of lay back on this lifting shit. Like, but I don't know. I think it's pretty high quality lifestyle. Like I, I had a really strong you, party phase in college and shit. I'm like, yeah, I've had the same thing. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of why, like, um, I probably even the way I am now. Like if it's really like for me to go out, like I'll go out with friends. So like I'm attracted to going out with friends to dinner. Let's have a nice dinner. Let's let's talk. We can we can knock some drink drinks back. Maybe 100%. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And 100%. then depending on that, we may or may not go to a bar eight times out of 10. We don't go. I don't go to the bar afterwards. I just do. I'm down to celebrate something. Yes. If or like I'm down for celebration, celebrations and you fucking married, a good day. I'm getting fucked up. Like, oh, absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. But, but going out now and partying, I'm not celebrating the end of my nine to five week, bro. Yeah. That's not my thing. Just because like I got, well, for me personally, like my, my thing is this podcast and podcasting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That's where my, like, just trying to get better at this craft, understanding it, you know, the ins and out of it, you know, trying to come up with good content, you know, just understanding that, you know, realistically, just one, you got, I think they said one out of every 300 people now have a podcast within America alone. Or I don't know if it's the world, one yeah. of the two. So, you know, you're up against some stiff competition, but yeah. just one, just creating like one viral clip away from then people being able to look back at the catalog and say if they yay or the nay it. Yeah. So I don't, you know, for me, it's not a, like the same way with you at the gym. We don't, I, I don't have time. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a, you know, it's funny because um, I had conversations with people and uh, they always, it's a question that gets asked, asked a lot to content creators. 
Um, it's like, oh, well, when your phone's going off, like how is your significant other taking that? You know what I mean? Like going off, like of just all kinds of, cause my phone will go off all kinds of types of night, like notifications, me trying to get in contact with people, people, you know, answering, maybe trying to get in contact with me or the, uh, the fucking podcast, whatever the fuck it is. And then it's right. just like, it's just the cost to be like the cost of business. Like the same way if you're with someone who's a fucking lifter and they got to have X amount of meals a fucking day and the fucking food bill is going to be what it's going to be because that's what it has to be. That's right. the such of life. And it's just having the discipline of just being able to continue. Like, how do you, how do you juggle how do you juggle lifting and your personal? Like, I know it's so intertwined, but how do you, how do you juggle that? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I know, cause you've, you said that you got a girl. So how do you, how do you juggle that? Like, you know, is she also into the lifting or does she not really lift? Like, you know what I mean? Um, no, nah, she's in the lifting. Yeah. Kind of like she's getting into lifting now. She's, she does orange theory classes and does a lot of cardio workouts, but mm -hmm. yeah, she's, she's getting into it. I'd probably say she's like, more intrigued to it because she's around it more now i don't know if she's i don't know if she's really been around it until like she started talking to me but yeah she's definitely into it but i like honestly i i when it comes to personal life like i would say that's where you start to get to my discipline so i have a really small circle um smart the um, the amount of people that i hang out with throughout a week we are pro I probably hang out with my friends at the gym. Like I, uh, my friends do what I do. I, mm. I don't really hang out. I don't really hang out or associate with people who don't do what I do. My friends don't drink alcohol. They do. Yeah. But like, bro, we are training first. And like, you know, for a lot of people in my age bracket and where I live at, right. You know, like, it's pretty much like drugs, alcohol, sex, or like you just don't do any of that. Of course. Um, and for me, like, yeah, I smoke weed and shit, whatever. But um, the like, reef is the reef is a different thing. That's not fucking drugs. It's no, a plant. It's a plant. It's just a plant, guys. We can grow it. God, God, listen, listen. What did what did the great Smokey say in Friday, written by the great Ice Cube? He made it for me and you. Like, that's what they Hello. said. Like, come on, man. Like, the great Smokey said it. Come on, stop it. The Hello. philosopher. That's why, I'm, that's, why I'm try, that's why I'm getting to a point where I can work for myself so I could just, like, be who I want to be publicly. It'd be cool. Because, like, when you work for other people, like, if that person don't like weed smoking, like, they see you online fucking... Yeah, I roll the dice all the time. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's fine. We're good. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Because well, I guess my thought process behind it is if it becomes a problem, then I'm doing something right. In right. the sense of like, oh, it must have gotten this far out into the reach for you people to then be able to, oh, you're doing this? Like, oh, I must have went viral. Then Okay, cool. So now I can leverage it. That's right. fine. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like with social life, like what a lot of people, where my, my life is different than a lot of people's is I don't spend a lot of time with anybody but myself. I mean, my best friend lives with me. Like my boy, like he's my roommate. So like, right, he right, typically, right. like he typically gets home from the gym around like seven. <laughs> I'm the gym. I'm typically here. <laughs> like at, I'm typically home from the gym around the same time. We lift at different places sometimes, whatever. And we'll, you know, chill in the living room, watch some TV, smoke a bowl. And then he like, yo, I got to wake up at 4.30 tomorrow. Good night, bro. Like 8.30 PM. And I'm like, 
and my girl's a nurse so like she'll be 7 a.m to 7 p.m like three days a week yeah yeah awful. right yeah, yeah, and yeah. like so when she's not up there working like we're probably like doing our thing like down here or i'll be up there whatever right but i, I don't really associate with that many people man and i think that's Smart. where like i think that's where a lot of people can get tripped up is they might have a circle that is pulling them in different directions and they have people that they feel like they need to please. And I think like when you talk about trying to be an entrepreneur, so, you know, I'm trying to like Boneyard Barbell Club is a gym I'm trying to open. And then the Boneyard company is a clothing line centered around the gym. Like, of course, here's all my clothes and shit right up. Hit them with it. Let us, let us see that flag player. Put that flag. Let us see that. Is, Is that the, is that, is that the flag? Uh, no, that's a that's a sketchy oh, tank that's flag that's from one of my favorite that. artists. But I do have a boneyard flag, but that's downstairs in my garage. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, bro. Like we're working on a bunch of different things right now. But I mean, like when it comes to being like you're trying to open a business, right? Like you, you know, there's not really that many people you want to let in on that because you know you're gonna have a lot of other people's opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like. You're, you're, you're not going to give, you know, you're not going to let a bunch of other people conduct your podcast because they're going to take it in some direction that you didn't envision it to go. Like, 100%. <laughs> so it's like, you even with fuck that, up. <laughs> absolutely with that, right. Like, if your circle was too big, now you got people in, you know, you got people who are telling you like, bro, like, why are you spending so much time on this fucking podcast? Like, you only got this many followers on Instagram. You've been doing this for so long. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not doing it for you. This is me. Like, what? Like, I've, I, you know, like certain people might be like, yo, like, oh, you're, you're, you're making t-shirts. Like you're trying to make t-shirts now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, bitch, I'm trying to make fucking t-shirts. Look at Don't like, worry about what I'm doing. Watch, right. you'll, you'll, be, you'll be on the train when the, when, when the train right. is going. I'm like, if you think I'm making fucking t-shirts, you're fucking out of your mind, bro. Yeah, I'm making some t-shirts. Actually, I'm, I'm, I pay somebody to make t-shirts for me. Mm-hmm. I sell the <laughs> Right, right. For but, a profit. Because this right, right. is what capitalism is, that you pussies are trying to take away Pussy. from us, you Shut fucking up. socialist bastards. Don't <laughs> get me started on you niggas. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I love you, bro. <laughs> like, it's fucking a shame. It's a shame what we're going through right now. <laughs> like, I think it's hard for a lot of people to be in isolation. And I don't, I don't consider myself to be in isolation, but it's like to have a lifestyle where the only thing you got to do that day is wake up, work, whatever, lift, sleep. And other than that, like we're trying to just pack in meals and like, Absolutely. like that. a lot of people think this is like boring, like a boring lifestyle. And like, like I had a roommate that I lived with like a year, a year ago, whatever. And I would, I would be like on my way. I was out the door to the gym one day and I was like, yo, I, I gotta get out of here guys. I'm going to the gym. And he's like, why do you say like, you gotta go to the gym? Like it's a fucking job or something like that. And I just thought about it for a second and I was just like, well, there's a lot of reasons why I have to go to the gym right now. But I mean, if you're just thinking about layman's terms, it is my fucking job. Like mm. I, I would be nobody if I didn't fucking do, I don't really know who I'd be if I was into something else, but mm. like, why are you calling me on a podcast right now? Like, like, because of your lifts. I was like, this is impressive. He's 280 pounds. You're, you're nothing, correct. Hey bro. And I, and I love you for it. I'm just saying like, no, you're right. You That's a fact. Me up for you know to come on here and explain shit if i wasn't 
if you didn't see something in me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'm working for that, bro. Like, I hope people hit me up to get me on a podcast so you can get my perspective on it because I think I'm a little different from some of the other powerlifters that you might interact with. Like, I think I've grown y'all up. Are, y'all are a fucking slew of characters, let me tell you. When it comes to <laughs> you, when it comes to you strength folk, y'all are a slew of characters and a cast of characters in y'all own right. And I love interacting with y'all because it's so... Because at the end of the day, like, you all have what I like because I have it myself. I think any man truly has it. And then certain kind of women, you yeah. know what I mean? Excuse me. And then, excuse me, not, not, not every man, like certain men got it. Yeah. It's yeah. this alpha thing mm-hmm. where it's just like, like I aching it to like, I've had so many warrior battles in sports and football across wrestling where like, I've tried to kill people. Like they've tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards you have this appreciation, like, Oh, you survived that. Yes. <laughs> you and all I, right. I, you I, all I, right. And then you can see that in other people. Like you're just like, right. oh, he's cut from the same cloth, but in a different arena. Like I'm 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 seeing him in a different arena, but you right. can like, oh, okay, okay. And then when you and then but when you talk to all of y'all, y'all are just the fucking is just hilarious. Cause every <laughs> all of you so like even like for instance, we had Big Laws on, right? Mm-hmm. And Big Laws is my is my is my coach too. And fucking big like you know, kicking up with big laws, and then it's just like, oh, this is a man who competing on the world stage could rip you open if you want if he if he chose like the average joke really has no the average man has no defense against him you know what i mean if you don't know right. something and you're kind of you're you're in the water uh with your shit screen without a paddle but then like he's chill he's cool but then when you start talking about competition you you're then like oh this is the this is that guy that's that's what i yeah there we go that's yeah. that it's that danger sense you know what i mean like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. because what do, what do you think it is about people who have that in them or what is our relationship with danger? Like, like, cause I was watching yesterday. It's funny enough. I was watching King Kong versus Godzilla again, mm-hmm. for the second or third time. I forget now. And I'm watching it and I'm just like, you know, after they first fought Kong knew he Kong Kong basically knew he didn't have an answer for Godzilla, right. but he kept going at it. Cause he was like, you're going to have to prove it. And then you're going to have to kill me over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you, how much of that kind of shit like fuse you and what you're doing? Like, like I'm laying it all on the line all the time. I think and this I is dare like, you. I dare you to become better than me because then I'm going to so become better than you. Talk. About I have this, I have this theory that, you know, uh, in human nature, there are, certain things that certain people are just destined to do like instinctually and they feel like they need to but they don't really have the platform to like let it out right so like for i think there are people on this earth right now who were literally like destined to live in the woods with absolutely no utilities where they have to hunt for everything and all they do outside of that is fucking sleep like literally hunt gather <laughs> fucking sleep and that's what they're meant to do i think certain men would be best fit to you know live train grow up to my age and go to a fucking war where there's no guns fuck that shit like we're fighting with fucking like swords and stones and like this is some war real, shit, real old like, school primal like get up and close and personal with it yes like i need like i would like for me, it, I genuinely feel like if that was the society that I lived in, where like 
Hunger Games where it's like you are the champion of your district if you're able to get into the Hunger Games just to fight and not win, die. Like, I genuinely feel like if that was the society that I lived in, bro, like, that's who I would be because, right? like, I'm just like, bro, this world is just not doing it. Luckily, we got powerlifting. So, because there's a stage where you can train and you can pull up and you can put up some crazy numbers and it's like war that day, bro. Like, powerlifting meets experience-wise, it's like we're all going to battle together, like, literally. Because, you know, you could be at a meet with like the best guy in the world at your weight class. And he could be talking to you like, bro, I'm so fucking nervous right now. You have no idea because he's about to go and attempt some shit that he's never done. And we're all in that same state. That's why we all like it. And everybody's very fucking supportive because it's like, yo, bro, you could be benching 500 and I could be benching four, but I bet we're going to be just as fucking like shook yeah, going yeah, to that yeah, platform yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's the yeah. same challenge for both of us. It's a personal record. You're trying for something you've never done. So a lot of us, we feel the same way. And then you go out there, you both hit your numbers. And afterwards it's like, bro, I fucking love you. This is sick. Like, right, right, right. We both got better today and we didn't have to like hate on each other, fight each other, mm. anything. We both did something that benefits each of us individually and we didn't right, have to right. take anything from one another. It's beautiful. It's fucking amazing. And that's something that I don't, but I, but see people who haven't grown, like, so hearing you talk is something like, all right, the way I was grew up, cause I've been lifting for a long time myself. Like I've been lifting since when I was playing, I played varsity lacrosse my freshman year. So and I started early, I was 13. I've been lifting since I was like 13. And one thing that I've always learned in the gym, no matter who was my mentor, no matter who my coach was, was that the gym is not only a place of wealth and knowledge, it's like, it's therapy. This is like basically like the barbershop on steroids equivalent. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what the gym is. So then when you, when you talk about how y'all can approach lifts and like how you power lifters and and strong men, strong women, like how y'all compete against each other, but y'all still got that, like, you know, love and admiration, even though you, you want to be your best use. It's an amazing thing. And people who aren't into the gym and into that lifestyle and understand that Mm -hmm. they, you're talking to them and they're just like, what, what? It's like, you gotta, you gotta be there to understand it. You gotta be in it to know, you know what I mean? Like what, he's talking about like it's a it's a, it's a different it's a different thing and it's a wonderful thing it's 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 fucking love it's amazing it. i love it i saw the passion i saw the fucking vein was popping out oh Looking yeah, yeah like no, when i was there like do my rants i was loving it i was like Great. <laughs> I said, that's right <laughs> um so quick question for you you're into the strength sports i just gotta i gotta i can't be i can't i can't have a power lift on here and not talk about right now who who who's got the internet by, by storm, the king of the bench press, Julius Maddox. Do you follow Julius Mott? Do you like, what are your, what the fuck are your thoughts on this freaking nature? So I've actually, um, I, I got the pleasure. You, you fuck with Johnny Harris. Yeah. So like I, I met Johnny Harris and, um, the first time I ever went to a powerlifting meet, um, Johnny Harris was there and he set the all time world record for bench press at 705 but he was the he was the lightest lightest man. yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah now julius maddox is getting close to 800 but julius that's a big boy here's the thing you cannot i don't give a fuck how big you are you bench over fucking 500 from my perspective more power to you bro 
when I stood next to Johnny Harris, that motherfucker is like, I think he's 300. I, no, right. wait, wasn't he, wasn't he like two? I thought I could be wrong. And I know somebody will fact check me. Y'all can fact check me. I don't give a fuck. I think he was like, wasn't like 275 or 280. I remember, I remember, I remember the weight that he did it at. I was like, this is, this is fucking like. My Ungodly. Yeah, I look like my stomach turned. I was just like, oh, shit. Or should I say godly? Because like, I Yo. saw that, man. Let me give you some perspective. So this is my first powerlifting meet. You know what I'm saying? I've been impressed seeing my coach bench press over 400. Like, I'm like, bro, oh, my God. You know, I've seen guys bench like five plates before. Very impressive, right? I see this dude, Johnny Harris, like warming up on pound plates. And he's up at like 585. He's got a one-inch block on the bar. And the way he hypes himself up, like, before each lift, sick as fuck. He's got his headphones in, so he ain't listening to nobody. But he'll just be like, hit the warm-up, hop off, look to his boys. How'd it look? They're, they're like, it, it, how did it feel? He's like, fuck how it feel. How'd it look? <laughs> like, so hyped up. It got to look easy, baby. It got to look easy. I don't give a fuck. And literally – like before he was about to go on to hit the 705 bench press, I think it was like disgusting. Back over there in the warm up room, I just hear him. He's just like, all right, let's fucking go. Like just hyping himself up. And I'm just right, like, right, bro, right. I love this motherfucker, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've never seen Julius Maddox in competition. So, and when I see him on Instagram and I talk to him, he seems very composed, which I love that too, bro. Like I, yeah. I'm like, like I look at these dudes as like fucking Pokemon, bro. Like literally I'm like, Oh my god, yo, that's Charizard. Like he do his thing this way, sick as fuck. Oh my god, that's Pika, little Pikachu over there, little pug the goat, sick. Right, 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 like, right. But seeing Johnny Harris like that, so fired up, bro. Like in the moment, I was like, bro, that's literally got to be the result of years of trial and error and error and error. And I'm just like, whoo. So that's fucking crazy when i saw julius maddox hit like 765 in the gym with john hack and uh that huge asian guy I was like damn but then he pulled up to the hybrid and my homie was like a bunch of my homies were competing in that me eric wilberg like um a couple big name powerlifters i watched like shane hunt were in there right, right and julius shows up to bench 771 and there is a shit ton of controversy yo that's some that um, I, I yo yo not for nothing if that was some of the most unprofessional nonsense the man could have been hurt severely he was Mm-hmm. Ended up tearing his pack. Am I correct? Right. You're talking about the misloading one when they when they loaded the ball. Oh, up. you're talking about something different. Okay. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's like he had like clearly this dude can bench press 780 pounds, you know, plus on his best day. You know, it's just so like the bench press is so critical because for him it's like. For one, as soon as he unracks that weight, he has to get into that bench press because the time under tension has begun. And the ligaments in your shoulders and elbows and your wrists, all that, the joints, all that under 800 pounds. I don't care if you're almost 400. I don't care if you're over three. Motherfuckers got to go, bro. Like That's that's weight. It's weight, bro. Now, when you're talking to me and I'm like, you know, whatever. Um, the controversy when he just hit 771 at the hybrid was he unracked the bar and there was no start command. So like 
in powerlifting rules for the bench press, you have to unrack your, your liftoff guy has to get out of the way. So the head judge can see, and he gives you a start command. He gives you a press command and a rack. Julius Maddox never got a start command. You can watch it from any video. As soon as he unracked the bar, he did stop, but he went right into the press. The judge never said start. He kind of like mumbles it. He like opens his mouth, but like he ain't getting no start command. And for me, I'm not the kind of nitpicky guy who's like, oh, fuck that. Like he didn't bench press that shit. Uh, he bench he pressed got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Easy. Um, and he got the rat command. So like, whatever. And he, it, even if they didn't catch that, he probably would have just got two white lights instead of three. He got three white lights because I think them judges all understand what, what okay. it was. Yeah. And, but I think some of the people in the powerlifting community look at stuff like that because they're like, all right, if that was a lighter lifter and they had done that, you know, like if I go up there and I unrack 380 and I don't wait for a start command, I, I'm fucked, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not, not going. But some people are just nitpicky like that. I'm personally like, I'm, I've grown so much more attractive to, uh, so much more attracted to the bench press. Um, personally, I'm more into the lighter guys who bench press a lot, like John Hack. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to bench 600, you know, at the Kern this next week, bro. I can't wait to watch it happen. Like, I'm going to be watching that meet this whole time because I just I've been seeing him hit like 580 and shit like that. Right, right, right. And he's in my weight class. And to, mm. to so see that's dudes the, that, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. To see dudes in like I personally think 90 kg and 120 are the strongest pound for pound weight classes. Um, now, obviously, you have Zach Myers in the 275 class who just beat Larry Wheels world record. Um Zach Myers. Larry Wheels is another motherfucker. Whew. Yeah. Like, why would I have a question? Why did everyone get so mad at him for like just having an open conversation about roids? What was, why does everyone get so mad? Like, what is the, why can't we just be honest? Like, I don't understand. Like, I just never, I never, I guess, cause for me, like personally, like I, I've never done, the, I've never done the sauce, but like I've played with people. I play, I play football. So I play with people who did it. And, those people I played with hitting them and going against them was really no different. Like they were a little stronger, but then I'm strong too. So what's the difference? Like it didn't like to me, I didn't, I never really, I never per se cared. And I've always wanted to see like a football league or a fighting league that let the juice go and let them kill each other. But like, what, what is the backlash within, within the community of like, you know, obviously, cause then you have the, um, I know you have the drug tested leagues versus the untested leagues. Like what is the, What's the hold up? Why are we all? Why, why do we care? Yeah, man. So like, I mean, obviously you like anybody who knows, like if you're in the strength sports, like let's be realistic here. If you're on an elite level, like I don't care. Something. Yeah. Listen, drug tested does not mean drug free. Like it, it doesn't like it doesn't mean that like these kids who are competing in USAPL, whatever, it doesn't exactly mean that they're natural and shit like that. All right. I compete in an untested fed. Um, I personally don't really care who's running what. Like, I've competed naturally in bodybuilding. I've competed naturally in powerlifting. And, like, I've competed against guys who are enhanced a lot. And, like, I will definitely tell you this. I definitely think that it gives you a big-time advantage in regards to your body's ability to produce things, recover, perform, 
Um, oh, the yeah. fact of the, the fact of the matter is, bro, like we've been talking I think, about. I think I think more so, I guess what, what, from what I was coming from and trying to compare it with the football thing is like he in the football, it doesn't it did not make him a better player. It just made him bigger and stronger, but didn't equate to him being better. Now, don't get me wrong. And lifting is definitely going to equate to. That's what I mean. So there's no, I'm just saying me as a fan, I don't understand why certain fans are just like, oh, I can't believe that so-and-so does this or so-and-so ran that. Like, yeah, I want him to. I want to see this motherfucker go balls to the wall so I can see what the human body is capable of. I think that's where people have to understand that, like, for one, these athletes are making certain sacrifices for goals that they have for themselves, you know, and for a lot of the people who do do this kind of stuff, like they're not really looking at it as a sacrifice. They're looking at it as the one thing that's going to get them beyond what's physically possible in their body at that point. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can, you can, you, if, if you were the kind of person who thinks that, Oh, he can only do that because he's on steroids. Then I would, I would be happy to see your average Joe, just your guy who's, you know, party guy, like works nine, five, comes home, starts drinking, eats whatever he wants, like lives a shitty lifestyle, like is a nasty person to people, you know, hits his girl, he's a cheater. And I would like to see him run the same gear as Larry wheels and see what happens to him because he'd probably <laughs> end up shooting himself or like, <laughs> like you're looking at Larry wheels like, Oh yeah. He's Larry wheels is only capable of incline pl- pressing four Oh five for 15 reps because he's on roids. I'm that like, that was a lie. That's like, hard work. No, That's still hard no, work in that gym. That's a lifestyle. I know a lot of guys who are on roids who can't bench press two seventy five for reps. Like, and I'm just saying, like, Larry Wheels is capable of doing that because Larry Wheels is living a completely different kind of lifestyle than you. Like, oh, yeah. Larry Wheels' lifestyle, I don't even want to know what it's like. It's probably spending, if he's awake for 16 hours a day, he's probably spending, like, four to five hours in a bathroom, like, yep. probably four to five hours in a gym, and the other, like, eight hours in a kitchen, like, Y'all motherfuckers got to eat. He's got to fuel it. Like, dude, it's, he's probably not living this fun, lavish lifestyle that a lot of people would want to live. It's probably extremely disciplined and very productive because the motherfucker is also making guap. Like he ain't no bum out here. He owns living in fucking Dubai. Right. And America, like probably working on a dual citizenship type shit. Got rich off powerlifting. You got niggas who are in the NBA who ain't doing what he does, owns an entire brand of equipment, you know? So hate on steroids. Personal record, right? I mean, personal best. What is it? Something like uh, that. Team personal record. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, all my home. I have I have Larry Wheels elbow sleeves in my gym bag right now. Like, I got him as a gift. Like, literally. Right, right, right. He's all over the place. He's like, he's like, you know, becoming the Adidas of powerlifting. You Good know for I mean? him. And it's like. You know, there's a lot of guys out here who are like using this sport to like do something bigger. You know what I mean? And I like- wish, but I think, but, but see, I guess this is my issue is that like if the sport in a lot of these strength sports, if we can't start having a true honest conversation about the gear and how y'all 
I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the strength athletes, the elite, well, like at this high, how y'all are doing them. Then you end up getting these kids doing them in high school, fucking themselves up irreversibly. Even you right. get some adults fucking later on in their life thing, they can just hop on some gear to fix all this shit and they do the shit irreversibly. They don't understand that you motherfuckers are getting your blood done by doctors who are monitoring everything that you're doing. The, right. the food that you're eating, the gear that you're running, when you're running it, when you're not running it. Some of you may be on it for such a long time, but then once it, but then you're, but then you're fine with that because you know, once you get older, you're just going to be on, you know, testosterone therapy for the rest of your life and you're fine with that. And that's your business. We live in America. I don't care. But the sport needs to have a true come to Jesus moment. So that way you can it can start to become a true and honest education thing. Cause I don't think because steroids only became illegal in like the 80s in America at least. And in right. certain other countries, they don't give a damn. So let's 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 I don't know. I just I feel as if there's a lot of deaths that happen with little kids. Oh yeah. They're out here trying to follow so and so from the internet or on competitions, and it's just like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. There's no true information out there. They're going on the, they're learning everything from blogs and then having to then hopefully some of them are cross-referencing it. Some of them aren't cross-referencing it. And who knows the shit in the cycles and the shit that these kids are even trying like yeah. Lord Jesus today. You know what I mean? Trying to run, yeah. trying to like, you know, Oh, well, what does X and X take? And then let me run that for my first cycle. You're right. an idiot. <laughs> I you don't even know what of- test is. You don't even know what just basic test is, but now you're about to run. Winnie and whatever else and whatever else that like Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I think that um, you know, like there was a podcast recently with King of the Lifts, uh Joey Flex, like, and like two two natural powerlifters who are like two of the best of all time, literally. And they they have been they have been drug free like their entire careers, which is like most likely factual. Like, I would believe that. Um, I think there are a lot of guys who are doing some seriously amazing things out here, like natural. You know what I mean? Do you think Um, Mark Henry was natural? Can I look up Mark Henry real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a WWE superstar, but look him up in his powerlifting. Like they said that he may be the strongest man or one of the strongest men to ever walk this earth, this planet. And he was a big drug-free lifter. Oh, black Mark Henry. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But I mean, at the same time, there's really no like telling because what a lot of people don't understand about steroids is that like, you're not really like putting something in your body that's foreign. Like, yeah, it's, it's a synthetic version of testosterone or whatever steroid you're taking, but essentially like you're bringing out qualities that are already in your body. Like me, I naturally have really high testosterone levels, like, like testosterone is just something that's produced in a plethora of my body. Right. And there are guys who probably double and triple the amount of testosterone that I produce regularly. I can only imagine the testosterone levels of someone like LeBron James or Usain Bolt, like these guys who are, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So who really, you know, and there are a lot of guys out here who would tell you like, bro, I highly doubt that LeBron James has been natural his entire career. Like there are a lot of guys who would argue that because like just, like when you start to study like human physiology, like what, you know, science claims to be possible, what is not possible. Like there are human anomalies out here, like people who really like do shit, like almost unexplainable when you talk about human performance. Right. So some people just simply say, yeah, like, Oh, he's on roids. 
Like some people just look at Mark Henry and be like, oh, he's huge. Like he's on roids. But like, Mm -hmm. that's also like, like, like genetics, 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 genetics. People very primitive looking guy, man. Like it just looks like he's just built like that. Like, oh, he's built for power. Like he was basically that size when he was in high school. Yeah. So maybe, you know, and if anything, like using steroids would really just help him with, you know, recovery recovery or, you know, really just, you know, maybe like helping him lose some extra body fat, but like dudes who are like, there's a lot of guys who are just built for what they're already doing. And if they were on steroids, it's really just filling in small holes Mm -hmm. and you probably wouldn't even be able to notice if they were or weren't regardless of if they're natural or on it. You look at someone like Larry wheels, there's no arguing that Larry reels runs mad gear. Larry wheels was out here honest about it and shit, but you know, it's, it's like, no, no, no. That's listen. I'm listen. Unfortunately, we got to start to cut this short. Just the reason being is because the way the goddamn fucking anchor machine does me when I upload these bitches. If you go over like two and some change, yeah, really. I got to cut it. Nah, nah. But then, no, the issue is that I don't, the way I do my episodes, I don't like to cut it. Do I just like to release it in its full entirety, right. yeah. straight, raw, and authentic? So, listen here, people. Y'all know me. I'll get them back for part two, baby. It's all right. It's all right. Left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger. That's what Conversations with Dean is doing nowadays. Now, listen here, people. Y'all, listen. Y'all know by the time this episode comes out that besides Conversations with Dean, y'all know your boy is going to be doing every Sunday coming out at 5 p.m. Your news with Dean, baby, where I break down all of your political woes and problems and how you can start to help yourself or understand how the government is really going to be fucking you over and you could really never look to to them to solve any of your problems and how they all play the same fucking game. You know what I'm saying? It's just real funny how y'all voted in Joe Biden thinking that he was just going to let everybody and their mama in and that he kept them Trump policies, even though he said he's going to welcome back in May. We'll see. But it doesn't matter about that. We'll talk about that on Sunday. Listen, Steve-O, I appreciate you for stopping on by here margin boo big dog listen we'll try to get you back on for part two your schedule permits we'll do this one more again y'all know who it is i am dean this has been conversations with dean y'all peace loving motherfucking chicken we out of this motherfucker peace